Praise to the Lord. If you want that to happen, well, praise God. Well, I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. I'm going to go quickly to the Word of God tonight. And uh, again, it is an, indeed an honor to be here. Love Life Tabernacle. Good to have all of the truth wearers that are here tonight. Praise God. Truth wearers rock. Some wild folks over there in uh, Pineville. And uh, I'm glad to pastor them. They're good people. You know, if, if somebody shows up at our church doesn't have the Holy Ghost, our folks go, Guess what's going to happen tonight? Well, praise the Lord. Hey, I've come to tell somebody here tonight. Guess what's going to happen here tonight? I believe that God's going to pour out His Spirit. I believe somebody's going to leave here with a miracle. I believe somebody's going to leave here changed. I believe somebody's going to leave here saying there's one God and his name is Jesus. I believe somebody's going to leave here shouting there's power in the blood. I believe there's going to, somebody's going to leave here saying there's power in the name. Somebody's going to leave here saying I believe that my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. Well, praise God. Good things tonight. And uh, I do have a, a word for uh, you tonight. Some of this, bits and pieces, our church has uh, heard. Praise God. Uh, Brother Hoffers, good to have him, see him. And, you know, uh, I know he's just making the tour because he likes to eat in Louisiana. He really, really does. That guy takes picture of food and brags about all the stuff. But you know what? Ain't nothing like Louisiana cooking. Praise God. Well, Hallelujah. And Life Tabernacle and the leadership of this church, again, I honor you for your hard work. And I honor you for your dedication. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good to see my friends, Brother Bourne. Good to see all the ministry here. Brother Johnson, my good friend from Natchez over there in messed up, I mean Mississippi. Praise God. Glad to see him here this evening. Exodus chapter 6. And also I'm going to read uh, a couple of verses out of the 119th Psalm. Glory. I have, uh, I have wept many, many tears over this sermon. And it has, it has affected me. It has, it has helped me. Uh, tell you... Uh, folks, church is fun, but church is some serious business too. This is this is some earnest that's going on tonight. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, you are in trouble. But you're in the right place to know Him tonight. Well, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to leave here with I think so salvation. You can leave here with a I know so salvation. Can I get a... Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. 
Praise God. Exodus chapter 6, also Psalm 119. And uh, just bear with me. Uh, I've asked the Lord to make sure that my spirit's in check because there are some things that I feel very, very, very strongly about. I know your pastor is in tandem with me on these areas. And I'm going to talk to you, uh, the churches that are represented here, the people that are represented here. I, I just I want to minister to you. This, this is more than just, I'm not a sermonizer. I, I'm not one of these kind of guys that, that wants to wax elk. I don't really care about that. I'm just going to tell you the truth now. I, I, I know that y'all going to have, before, the, before this week's over, you're going to have some great preaching. But I'm here to minister. I'm here to minister. And if it's not fancy and it's not pretty, uh, you know what? You blame the Lord. Don't blame me. Because I want to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. How many of you want to hear from the Lord? All right. Okay. Exodus chapter 6. If you haven't, say praise the Lord. And let's begin reading. Uh, you know what? I want to get enough of this here. This is not going to be lengthy, but I want to get enough of it. Uh, let's start in verse number 6. Chapter 6, verse 6. If you have it, say praise the Lord. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming out. From under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage. And I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people and I will be to you a God and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and I will give it you for an heritage. Everybody say a heritage. I am the Lord. Psalm 119. This pertains to everybody here this evening. Verse number 111. Listen carefully. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. Notice what the psalmist says here. He says, thy testimonies. He says, your word, Lord. Everything about you. Everything that you are. Everything that I can hope for. I have taken this as an heritage. I'm going to preach it. The Lord will help me for a few moments. Don't mess with my heritage. Don't you mess with my heritage. I feel the Holy Ghost already. Put your Bibles down. Praise God. I wish I had some radical apostolic worshipers. I wish I had somebody on a Tuesday night that says I'm not waiting for Friday night. 
I'm not waiting for Wednesday night, but tonight's my night for a miracle. I wish I had somebody in the house that says I'm going to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to reach out and put my hand in the nail-scarred hand tonight. The devil's been lying to me, but God has given me an heritage, and I'm going to hold on to the promise of God. Well, hallelujah. Some of you not making enough Holy Ghost noise in here. I say if God's been good to you, you ought to show some signs of it. If the Lord has blessed you, you ought to be giving him high praise. If God has brought you up and brought you out, you ought to be shaking that body and giving God the glory that he deserves. You have a heritage. Well, hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. Stop, 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 stop. Don't quit. The devil is messing, but God's about to start blessing. Now, I, listen to me now. I, I, I know you're expecting camp meeting, but I'm telling you, I want to move of God. And all this little politeness going on here tonight. You're looking around waiting for somebody else to get a hold of God when you ought to be reaching out and getting a hold of him yourself. I'm telling you, I don't care if you've been in Pentecost all your life. The Holy Ghost is about to minister to you. You might as well get that seatbelt off and say, I'm not going to sit here quietly, but God is about to help me. I've come from a word. I want a word from heaven. Well, hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands real high and give God praise. Well, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. All right. All right. Now, everybody that's able, stand up. Well, I'm messing y'all all up. Messing up your protocol. Everybody stand up. Everybody give me a great big toothy grin. Going to be the first time some of you have smiled all week, except the bishop. He smiles all the time. I want you to smile. I want you to reach around and shake somebody's hand. If you want to, give them a high five. Give them a fist bump. I don't care what you do. But whatever you do, I want you to look them right in the eye and say, don't mess with my heritage. Don't you mess with my heritage. Well, Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, it feels good in the house tonight. This is the kind of night that blind eyes can be opened. This is the kind of night that the lame can leap for joy. This is the kind of night that somebody will come and be loosed by the power of Almighty God. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right I, I feel good. Some, some of y'all already worried about eating dinner. It's going to be all right. Praise God. You may be seated. Several years ago, I, I'm not a big proponent of, of social medias. Uh, uh, I, I was uh, there for a while. I was following s several men that it interested me that did this thing called Twitter, and, and they, they'd twit, and, and I'd read their twits. And uh, sometimes they just waste your time.
Uh, I mean, I know some of y'all tweet, but I'm a Twitter, so. Uh, anyway, I, I, I was reading it, and, and, and one gentleman, uh, he put uh, on this particular uh, uh, tweet, twit, whatever you want to say it is, and, and, uh, and his, his, his twit said, he said, I love my heritage. And folks, I got excited. And then he had a link to a picture. And I thought, I'm fixing to, you know, go click, and I'm going to see his granddaddy or a picture of an old-timey preacher man with a sweat-stained, bent-up, broke-down Bible. And he was going to tell me that this was my great-great-granddaddy preaching this one-God message. And I was expecting to see grandma and mama and, and, and him and his children and them standing there and saying, this is my heritage. We've got an apostolic heritage. And this was a great apostolic preacher. And, and I clicked on that. I was so excited. And when I clicked on it, it was a picture of a motorcycle. It was a Harley-Davidson Heritage Motorcycle. And I got... I got mad. I got mad. And, and I'm going to tell you why I got mad. And it might upset some of you, but I love you. I'm not trying to upset you. See, this young man was raised in church. This young man has inherited fabulous blessings because of his association with this one God, Jesus' name message. Let me tell you this, this is the only message. There is no other message. There is no other God but Jesus. There is no other salvation but this Acts 2.38 salvation. We're not going to kowtow to no Trinitarian. We're not going to back up to some charismatic. We're not going to throw down our message to somebody that quit believing it. This is the message. Well, hallelujah. Oh, be, be seated. And uh, and I turned, I turned my computer off. And uh, I was aggravated, and I cried. I cried. I cried because I thought, you know, that's the problem. The problem is some people don't appreciate the heritage. See, this young man, and he's a good young man. I'm not, I'm not just browbeating him. I'm just telling you how it affected me. It, it wasn't against him. It's what the Spirit did to me. He, this young man was raised in this truth. He heard a one God message a long time before he ever understood it. This young man understood that there is a salvation, and it's the Acts 2.38 salvation. This, this young man grew up hearing about holiness, without which no man shall see God. This young man grew up in a place that was permeated with prayer. This young man grew up hearing the word of God recited. And here he is. He said, my heritage is a motorcycle. Well, you can ride your heritage if you want to. But I'm going to live mine. I'm going to live my heritage. Don't 
wish I had a worshiper in here. I wish I had a mama and daddy that would cry out to God. I wish I had somebody that say, this is my heritage. Don't mess with it. Don't tamper with it. <laughs> See, the, the denominal world is interested in us. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to tread out there and I'm going to mess in somebody's pee patch and stomp around and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I promise you, I, I have prayed that God would help me. But I, I, I got an article, a friend of mine, he, he sent it to me. And he said, man, you won't believe this. He said, I got this article, it, it's in Christianity Today, November 11th, 2014. The title of it is, is why do these Pentecostals keep growing? See, they can't understand it because what they know is almost all of the major denominations have plateaued or they're in decline. And they can't figure us out. Oh, but I'm going to give them some information they don't even know about. See, what they said is, they said... One of the reasons that they feel is the reason that we're growing like we're growing is, well, Pentecostals value their shared experience. That means talking in tongues. Well, I'm going to tell them they're right. If you don't talk in tongues, you're not saved. I'm going to tell you, my God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. What you need tonight, if you're lukewarm, if you're cold in your spirit, you need a good old-fashioned tongue talking. You need a touch of the Holy Ghost. That's your heritage. Well, somebody ought to shout hallelujah in here. Well, they're right. Yeah, they're right. You mean tell me, Brother Merritt, if I didn't talk in tongues, I'm not saved? Yes. Okay, next question. My question to you is, is why don't you want it? If God's got a gift for you, it's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the only way you know you get it is you talk in tongues when you get it. Why don't you want it? What's wrong with you? You don't want your heritage? What's the matter with you? You don't want the things that God's got? I'll tell you, we're in a church tonight. We believe it's an old-fashioned tongue talking around here. Well, hallelujah. So, the second thing they came up with, they said that Pentecostals want to share their values. Then they went on to say, when you appreciate what you have as much as the Pentecostals do, you aren't satisfied to experience it yourself. You think that others should have the same opportunity to partake of the movement of the Spirit. They went on to say, 
it doesn't matter to a Pentecostal if there's already nine churches or six churches in a ten block community. To them, there is not a spirit-filled church in the community until they plant a spirit-filled church in the community. Well, let me just tell you, they're right. All the other folks, and God bless them, I hope they're coming in the right direction. But if you're not full of the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name, you just have a club. But if God's going to have a people, they're going to have a heritage, and it's going to be a holy people. Can I get an amen? Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had a one God devil disturbing apostolic that would lift their hand real high and say, God, this is my heritage. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Then they said, I'm, I'm going to hurry. The third thing they said, they said, it's worth sharing the spirit filled experience. Pentecostals are focused on who they are and are achieving growth. They're focused on who they are. I want to help them out because they don't quite get all of it. Oh, yeah, we believe in holiness. But we're more focused on whose we are. Because when you know the who, you can take the what without knowing the why. Does anybody in here believe that our God's name is Jesus? Does anybody believe this is a one God Jesus name church? Does anybody believe this is part of our heritage? The devil can't steal it. He can't have it. He can't take it. We're a one God people. Can I get an amen? Well, I, it feels like I'm in the right church now. Here, be seated. Then he said they're growing because they have an odd, or they said they have odd distinctives. Their distinctives apparently aren't hindering their growth. Their distinctives, on the other hand, are propelling them to growth. Well, hallelujah. They can't understand how we can preach separation. And the pastor can stand up and say, you know what? Going to ball games is a form of worship. And we don't worship at those altars. That a preacher can stand up and say a man ought to dress like a man and look like a man and walk like a man and talk like a man and a woman ought to dress like a woman and look like a woman and talk like a woman. I wish I had a... Well, hallelujah. I want to know if that's this kind of church... Hallelujah, I want to know if this is that kind. I want to know if this church believes that you have a heritage. Don't mess with it. Hold on, be, be seated. We're in, we're in rough times, though. And I, I'm going to tell you all now, this got to get you ready. 
I got a friend of mine up north that uh, he's told his people, he said, we're not doing any more weddings in church. He said, because our state is about to vote in or the judges are going to push it on us. Same-sex marriage. One man said that never happened in Louisiana. But I just read one of the legislatures down here in Metairie said that we're beyond that now. Our state's inclusive. Well, I've come to tell him that's not part of my heritage. Hey, I'm going to tell you, my Bible says that's still an abomination. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, sex is between a man and a woman. And I'm going to tell you, marriage is between a man and a woman, not between two men or two women. Can I get an amen out of this church? That's not a hate crime. That's the Word of God. Can I get an amen? That's our heritage. Well. I'm not trying to be mean. We don't, we don't hate the sinner. But we sure hate that sin. God didn't make you that way, friend. God will deliver you from that. Well, I, I wish I had somebody. I, I wish I had some help in here. I wish I had somebody that says we're one God, Jesus' name, apostolic, holiness people. We believe the word of God, and we're not going to water it down. That's my heritage. Well, be, be seated. What is a heritage? A heritage is an inheritance. It's a legacy. It's what's passed on. Generation to generation. Well, hallelujah. In the Old Testament, the Lord said to Israel that the land was the heritage. They said that wherever you are, that promised land belongs to you. It doesn't belong to anybody else. See where we are? I believe that. I believe that everywhere I footsteps, that belongs to a child of God. I don't care how messed up their marriage is. I don't care how steep in sin they are. I don't care what they're hooked on. I don't care what they're messed up with. I've got something that will set them free and give them a heritage. Well, hallelujah. I've got something that'll cure every alcoholic in Louisiana. I've got something that'll take care of every drug addict in Mississippi and Louisiana. I've got something that'll tend to their business. It's the power of Almighty God. And that is our heritage. Will somebody shout hallelujah? Israel is called God's heritage. Psalm 94 verse 5 and Jeremiah 12 verse 7 and Joel chapter 3 verse 2 it says I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people 
For my heritage Israel. Whom they have scattered among the nations. And parted my land. Hey I'm going to tell you. They may have scattered them. They may have parted his land. But they couldn't keep them from coming back. I've come to tell some mama, some daddy, some child in here tonight, your family's in a mess. But I'm telling you, my God is about to bring it all back together. What if I had somebody that really believed that you'd stand to your feet and say that is my heritage and I can't let anything or anyone mess with it. That's my heritage. Somebody shout, don't mess with my heritage. Shout it again, don't mess with my heritage. All right, be seated. The scripture says that children are in heritage. Bless God, I'm not letting the devil take my kids. Hallelujah. I'm going to teach them how to worship. I'm going to teach them how to pray. I'm going to teach them how to give God glory. I'm going to teach them who God is. That's my heritage. Somebody shout hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Well, praise God. I wish I had somebody else in here would say, thank God. Get a hold of your heritage. That's my heritage. Woo! Here, be seated. The scripture teaches us, listen carefully, it says, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Listen, as arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Listen, when you've got one God children that you've raised up to fear God, they're full of the Holy Ghost. They've got holiness down in their guts. When you get old, you don't have to worry about the enemy creeping in. Good God Almighty. Because you have somebody that's going to pray and stand in the gate and say you can't come in here because this is my heritage. I'm glad I'm in a church that we're not going to have Trinitarians entertaining our kids. We're not going to have lost people entertaining our children. Praise God, this is the heritage of God and you can't miss I wish I had a praiser in this house. Somebody lift up a high praise to God. Listen. Listen to this story. 1 Kings chapter 3. This got all over me. Solomon was just coronated. Just had a great feast for all of his officers and the people and sacrificed burnt offerings and had peace offerings. And it was a great fanfare. And on the heels of that, 
two harlots show up at the king's throne. One of them is toting a live baby. And the other one says, King, she had a child. And a, little, a few days later, I had a baby. And they were growing. There was no stranger in the house. These were harlots, prostitutes. And the one that was without a child said, Somewhere in the night, she rolled over on her baby and smothered it. And then in the middle of the night, she eased over to where I was. And she started pulling on my live baby. And started tugging on my live child. And while I was sleeping, in fact, verse 20 says, it was about midnight. She pulled that baby away from me and put that dead baby on my chest. And when I woke up in the morning, King, I tried to give my baby suck and the baby wouldn't respond. But I know enough about my baby. I've held my baby long enough. I've been around my baby enough that I knew this was not my baby because my baby is a live baby. You see, most of us don't deserve to be here. We're like that harlot. We don't deserve the blessings. We don't deserve the child. We don't deserve the heritage. But you got to understand, God gave you a live promise. He didn't give you a dead promise. God gave you a live revival. He didn't give you a dead revival. God gave us a live church. He didn't give us a dead church. Hold this is what the world is doing. This is what the world is trying to do to us. The world has slipped in. It comes with a telephone or an iPad or a computer. It comes in the form of some drunken philandering ball player. And they start pulling on our children. And if, if we're not careful, they're going to try to say, here, accept what's dead. Take this. See, you people are just too, your pastor, he's just radical. You know what he needs to do? He needs to calm down. All that jumping and shouting and aisle running, that's not helping anybody around here. We're more dignified than that. All this tongue talking, you, you don't need all that. And they'll say, you know, you need to take what's dead. But I'm going to tell you, not on your life. I'm not going to accept something that's dead and call it alive. God gave us a live church. God gave us a live revival. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. I dare somebody in here tonight, you need to get up and stand up to the devil and say, I'm going to take my problem to the king because I know the king.
want to tell you we got to have a loud revival. It's got to be a red hot revival. It's got to be a church on fire. Oh, hallelujah. But the enemy will come in in the night. And he'll slip you something that's dead. And he'll say, here, work with that. But I'm going to take my problem to the king. I know my king has the answer. Oh, I don't deserve it. See, I'm not like most of you. A lot of you were raised around church. You don't have the baggage. I was like that harlot. I had no business calling on the king. But I had a dead situation. <laughs> I had habits I couldn't get over. I had problems that I couldn't get over. Fact of the matter is, I had more problems than a run-over dog. I didn't know which way to turn. I didn't know which way to go. But I brought my problem to the king. And the king says, I know how to take care of this. I've got something that'll turn it around. I've got the answer for you. I'm telling you tonight, camp meeting, God has the answer. You need to bring it to the king. You need to bring it to the king. Lift your hands and let's shout hallelujah. All right. You see, the king has the answer. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Some of you dealing with some dead stuff tonight. Church has got dead situations. I know. I'm going to tell you what, God's got something alive. See, He's the Alpha. And He is the Omega. He's the beginning. And He is the end. <laughs> the first. And He is the last. He is the author. And He is the Hold on now. Any of y'all been spiritual enough to read a Louis L'Amour? Any, anybody ever read a Louis L'Amour? Hold your hand up. You better, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read a, I knew that. I know that's right. Man, I dig those sackets. I've been so busy. I like to, I like to get into a good, I've read them. I like to read a couple of them again. And something about Louis L'Amour. Louis L'Amour, you'll think, man, that second ain't never going to get out of that problem. Because that is such a mess. But the sackets have a heritage. You can't kill a second. They got a heritage. And they've got Louis L'Amour. Louis L'Amour is the author. And he is the finisher. You think it's not going to happen? But the author's still writing. 
some of you say, well, my situation's so bad, but Jesus Christ is still the author, and he is the finisher. He's still writing your story. The king's still working on your chapter. You ought to get up. Somebody ought to get up and give God praise in this house and say he's not finished yet. I still have a heritage. I've got a heritage. And you can't miss. You can't miss. Well, hallelujah. Well, praise God. I wish I had somebody that would give God the praise he deserves and say, God, I believe that you're going to take care of my problem. You're the author. You're the finisher. Here, be, be seated. I'm, I'm going to show you now. Listen, I'm going to show you this, and then this is camp meeting, and I'm going to quit. I, I'm not far from being where you are. And that's ready to eat. Listen. Listen. When I read the scripture to you in Exodus chapter 6, I want to remind you those are your promises because that's your heritage. Are y'all still? Are y'all about to go to sleep? Or? He said, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And, and he said, I will take their bondage off of you. See, the Egyptians say, your kid's always going to be a drug addict. The Egyptians say, your family's never going to be right. The Egyptians say, they're always going to be an alcoholic or a liar or a thief. But my God said, I'm going to bring you out from under the bondage of the Egyptians. Well, praise God. Well, Hallelujah. Now, I wish I dare somebody to stand up, lift your hands, lift your voice, and say, devil, you can't hold them anymore. That is my heritage, and you can't mess. He said, I will redeem you. Has anybody been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Has anybody been redeemed by the Holy Ghost? Been redeemed? Let's give God praise. Then he said, I will bring you into the land, the land of promise. And then he said, I will give you inheritance. Now be seated. Somebody say, don't mess with my heritage. A little over five years ago, I was had one of those days, busy days. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got a to-do list trying to get your to-do list done and I'm running behind and got stuff to do and I'm on my way to Alexandria and I got four or five things to do over there and my cell phone rings and you know if you get my cell phone number leave a message
And this day I answered the telephone. Man on the line said, now our church knows. I'm going to tell you something and some of you are going to go, wow, but I'm telling you the truth. Well, the, uh, the man on the line's name was Robert. He said, Brother Merritt? I said, yes, sir. This is Robert. He told me who he was, told me where he worked. I said, yes, sir. How can I help you? He said, well, where I am and where I go, I can't get anybody to help me, I don't think. He said, but I really felt like calling you, and I saw one of your people at Sam's Club. He said, I asked them. I hope you don't mind. I asked them for your phone number. He said, Brother Merritt, he said, I know you old-timey. I know you got faith. He said, I got a brother-in-law. His name is Robert, too. Robert's dying. He's in the VA hospital. He may not make the day out. Brother Merritt, could you think you could? Could you please? Could you come and pray for him? I said, and the man, they call him R.B. I said, R.B., I, I, I don't know if I can or not. I said, I said, how did you get my number? I told you, I, I asked one of your people, and they gave me your number. I said, oh, okay. R.B., I sure will pray for him. I don't know if I can get by there, but I, I'll pray for him. You know, folks, you're busy. You just can't do everything. And I was driving on my way to take care of my next little mission. And the Holy Ghost dealt with me. Well, I felt the Holy Ghost. I said, oh, man. So I turned the vehicle around and started heading back to the VA hospital. I went up in this room, and the family was all gathered there. And the closer I got to the room, the more faith I felt. You know what I'm talking about. Just like every time I was stepping, I was stepping up a little bit higher. And, and I felt it. I felt it. I said, this, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good day. And I walked in. Everybody was all depressed. And this man was about dead. And he barely was cognitive. And I went in there and I had a big smile on my face. I felt good, but I felt God. I said, folks, I'm Brother Merritt. R.B. called me. I'm going to pray for Robert. I prayed. I laid hands on him. I called on the name of Jesus. I had a good prayer meeting. And I mean, there's just something. I don't know if you preachers know what I'm talking about, but there's something. I, when I, I feel it, it's like, it's like, woo, hey, hey, woo, there it is. Mm-hmm. Check that out. <laughs> I felt it, man. I was, it was like, woo. I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. I said, oh, folks. I said, y'all about to get a good report. I said, the doctor's coming. You're going to get a good report. These people are going like this. In comes this foreign doctor. And uh, he starts examining him. And I said, look, I got to go. God bless you. Man, I hadn't even got to Alexandria. That wasn't about seven, eight miles away. RB was on the telephone. He said, you are not going to believe this. I said, well, try me. He said, he just set up and said, feed me. Well, hold on now. Hold on, hold on. I said, well, there you go. There you go, R.B. I said, isn't God good? 
I said, I felt good. I felt, I felt. He says, he says, I just can't believe it. He said, oh, Brother Merritt, thank you so much. Thank I said, well, thank, thank Jesus. That's all I'm going to Thank Jesus. I said, oh, God bless you. I got to go. And I said, well, that's, that's good. Isn't that good? The next week, R.B. was at church with Robert. Robert was a multiple generation backslidden Pentecostal preacher. Been married several times, off in the army. Just had a kind of a sordid past, but he used to preach this one God message. He showed up on a cane, probably close to 70 or so, and he came in there. I mean, we had Holy Ghost. Well, you know, it's our heritage. We just had some good throwdown church. And, and, and Robert, Robert, he dawdled up there, and we prayed for him. And, man, he talked in tongues and cried, lifted his hand, talked in tongues. And, and, and uh, after service, he said, come here, brother. Man. He says, whoo. He said, you just, you old time, aren't you? I said, no, I'm on time. He said, no, you know what I mean. He said, you want him old? He said, I hadn't heard preaching like that in many, many, many years. He said, will you be my pastor? I said, well, I'll be honored. He said, can I play your, the accordion in your church? I said, no. No, you can't. But, but thank you for asking. And, and R.B. didn't come anymore, but Robert come occasionally. And he'd pay his tithe to the church. And he'd call me because he couldn't get out like he wanted to. And he said, you know what I'm doing? I said, tell me what you're doing, Robert. He said, I'm having services at the home where I'm staying. He said, it's assisted living. He said, but I'm playing the piano. And he said, I'm talking about this one God message and praying for people. He said, isn't that good? I said, that's good, Robert. Now listen, about two years after he prayed through, let's all stand. I get a phone call, it's the family. Brother Merritt, Robert's passed away. I said, I hate to hear that. But he considered you, he loved you, and you were his pastor. Would you come and preach his funeral? I said, of course, I'd be honored. So I went to Oakdale, and I stood in that funeral home looking over people like I'm looking over right now. See, Robert was a third-generation apostolic preacher that had gone south. But God gave him some restoration because he had a heritage. So I looked out over all of those people who should be recipients of fabulous inheritance, but they were living so far beneath it. And I told them this. I said, folks, I want to thank you today. Life Tabernacle, I want to thank you today. I'm going I'm to tell you why. Because those people who were living beneath their inheritance and their heritage, I was living in their heritage.
See, they were riding it. They were blessed, but they were lost. But I was living it. And I told them this is why, and I'm telling you why. The man that called me his pastor, that God restored at the end of his life, gave him another chance, got his heritage back. I got the Holy Ghost in a church that his grandfather built. And while he had tried to ride his heritage all these years, if you ride, you die. But if you live it, you give it. And I preached to him. I cried over him. And I said, thank you. Because you've given me the life. Because somebody has sacrificed for the heritage. I heard Robert's sister. She went, oh my, at the end of the service. She said, Brother Merritt, please come here. I said, what's the matter, sis? You've got to hear this. Three days before, Robert had sent her a voicemail. And for whatever reason, God held it up until the funeral. And while I was ministering to those people about their heritage, the voicemail came in and Robert said, Sis, I've got great news. God has healed me. Call me when you can. I want to tell you all about it. God did heal him. God gave him another body. God gave him another chance because he gave him back his heritage. I'm going to tell you, now listen to me. I love your pastor. 1,246. He's got energy. He, he's, he's got drive. But what I love especially about him is he's not some playboy that is living on the fame and the lucre that goes with the heritage. But he's a man that says, I'm living it so I can give it back to this community. You want to know who the biggest apostolic church in this area is ever going to be? It's going to be here if you'll just say, I'm not going to ride it. I'm going to live it. I'm not going to die with it. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it back what God has given to me. I wish I had somebody to give God praise in this house. Well, hallelujah. Now, I've got a heritage. Don't mess with my heritage. I've got children here tonight. I've got a nephew here tonight. I've got saints of God that I'm the only pastor they've ever had. And, and they've got children here that have got the Holy Ghost, and I'm the only pastor they've ever known. And our message is their message. And our heritage is their heritage. And we're not going to water it down for you or anybody else. My friend, praise God. 
I'm telling you, we've got something worth living for. We've got something worth dying for. We've got something worth fighting for. We've got something. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Give him some grease on the fire. 25 years ago, and then we're going to pray. I stumbled into an apostolic church, lost, messed up. I was married to the girl of my dreams. I still am. I, w- I was a pillar of the community, but I was lost. But I found my way into a Pentecostal church. I didn't have a heritage. I didn't have a family name to call on. But God gave me a name above every name. And it made me part of the family. That's my heritage. Listen. But ye, everybody say me, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye, everybody say me, should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen. Which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm going to tell you, that's our heritage. Don't mess with my heritage. I wish somebody come to this altar and lift your hands real high and say, God, I'm not going to neglect my heritage. I'm not going to neglect my future. I'm not going to neglect my inheritance. Come to the altar quick. Come on, quick, quick, quick. Come on, quickly, come quick. If you don't have a heritage, tonight's your night. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, tonight's your night. Let's come quickly, everybody in the house. Lift your hands up and start thanking God for your heritage. Some of you are making a heritage right now. I said some of you are making a heritage right now. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Come on now. Come on, I'm making my heritage right now. I'm making my future right now. I'm claiming it. with my heritage but the Lord said you can't have it you can't have him you can't have that blessing 